coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the maze. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including a live-action Pac-Man movie, whatever that means, and a new cheat code for Super Punch-Out. And then on Thursday, we're discussing the Splatoon 3 Direct. But Mark, in the meantime, how you doing? I'm doing great. I, um... Okay, so... In my younger, more cynical days, yes, I worked at a bookstore, mm. and you know, at the, the most cynical move one can make. <laughs> at the end of the year, <laughs> we would be putting out wall calendars, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there would be these calendars that have, you know, it's just like twelve months, eighteen months of kittens, kittens in wheelbarrows, right. and like kittens fun. in baskets. And I'm like, yeah. who are these for? Yeah. Right? Like, who would want one of these? Let me tell you, Patrick. As everyone. I, the as answer I is everyone. O- as I get older, the answer yeah. is like me, 100%. Yeah. I would, I realize uh, my social media feeds have just entirely become pictures of cute animals just like frolicking. I mean, that's the way, man. That's what, that's what you, that's like Nirvana. You've achieved something <laughs> if that's truly the case. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think there, there are two reasons that I wouldn't have liked that when I was younger and uh-huh. cyni- more cynical. One is I was cynical, and two, uh, being young, a month feels like a very long time where you'd be like, I should look at this one kitten for a month, but now a month goes by and I don't even notice. I would delight in it. I would delight in it. I I think, and uh, I, I, I haven't bought one, so I don't know for sure, but I think if I bought one, I wouldn't look at the pictures you wouldn't cheat. You wouldn't I cheat. I don't think I would, because I think I just want to be delighted. How were you with advent calendars as a kid? Would could you hold off? Were you opening them every day? Where did you uh, wait a week and then binge on chocolate? I think. Oh, I think uh, I was a once a day sort of kid. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you, you kept to the schedule. Uh huh. Um, I was a wait a week, uh, then Ooh, eat, and then eat. do it all. So yeah. are you saying that uh, if you were to get a wall calendar of adorable animals, you would not use the calendar at all, and then at the end of the uh, the calendar's life, then you would go back and look at all the pictures in quick succession? Uh, I what I, what maybe no. Uh, what I'm saying is that I would forget that I bought the calendar. <laughs> do you remember, uh, Mark? And I still have this item in my possession, but I have a. Um, I believe it's a 1992 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wall calendar. And every six or seven years, the days of the week line up so that it like works again. It's We could be in another I, one of those years. I think it is coming up because I remember when you had it up and it has been... Uh, it's probably been uh, it's seven been, it's years. It's been a long time. So I remember where you were living when you yeah, had it up. And that and was seven years ago. Time, time. Oh, my yeah. God. I need to dig that calendar out and see if it's... Because if it's working right now and I'm not using it... Oh, that'd be sad because you're, uh, you're... I'm running out of time. You, you would have lost your opportunity for another six or seven years. Right. But another six or seven years will pass. True. And think, maybe think, I'll still have the calendar. Think of the cute, the number of cute animal cat calendars I can have um, in that time frame. And how do we feel about like a hunky fireman thing? <laughs> that's still embarrassing. Are I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Is company coming over? 
I mean, that's that's a question for you. Is company coming over? Probably not. Here's the thing. Your company need not come over when you can just send them my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. If you'd like to borrow it, all you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces uh, for the Switch. This is my copy of the game. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I have paid for postage both ways. Uh, so even if you decide that you don't want to play it at all, you're not wasting time. You're not wasting money. You're wasting my time and you're wasting my money. But it, what, what do you care? It doesn't matter. See, I... I'm just executing the will of the program. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so, dear listener, are you. Yes. But, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. I say, put your name on the list. Put your name on the list. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in a box that says Sonic Forces on the outside. Uh, that's just i don't know it, it it's make, not a prank it's not a prank it's just part of the program i now. was about to say though you make a plan and god laughs, <laughs> so it's like a prank from god <laughs> another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere that you get your podcast we appreciate it so much um it really helps people find the show it helps like boost our standings in the algorithm so people can the algorithm like it's one monolithic thing. So people can more easily. No one knows find, what they're talking yeah. about when they say that. Anyway, <laughs> so we're okay. Can more easily find the show. Also, um, you know, we will lo- would love to give you a shout out. We want to. We really appreciate when listeners leave us reviews or when they reach out and in other ways. So if you leave us a five star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we want to give you a shout out. If you leave us a review anywhere else, we can't see it, but we appreciate it no less. And so yes. if you send us, we would still would like you to send us an email or hit us up on Twitter, letting us know that you left us a five-star review or whatever it is you can do on the podcatcher of your choice, whether you can like favorite it, star it, leave it a four-star review, whatever, you know, the well, I mean, the let's highest. not go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Whatever. Like, oh, the I hi- see. I see. Whatever the, if four stars <laughs> is the highest in whatever podcast, uh, podcatcher you use. Well, and truly, uh, rate the show how you feel the show deserves to be rated uh you know it's we we're, we're not only saying review it if you think it deserves five stars but if you think it deserves five stars rate it <laughs> i mean i'm actually not sure i'm with you on that um <laughs> but thank you to slim larry for leaving us a five-star review yes. uh, in this last week and you know we've been on a string this past uh, couple of months of just really kind thoughtful reviews and we really appreciate it so much so thank you to everyone who has ever left left us a review or recommended us to a friend or anything like that yeah we appreciate it also uh we're on a good string of uh, a couple months here hanging out in our new discord um, where we are uh, like I said hanging out talking about Nintendo with a bunch of very cool chill funny people who uh, have great th- insights about Nintendo who are writing cool things about Nintendo who are uh, collating news items uh, for us and all this sort of stuff um, so get in there join the discord uh, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter or uh, send us an email if you would like an invite we will let you in uh, and you can start having a good fun time talking about Nintendo and finally uh, we are going to be ranking the original 48 tracks from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at the end of August so, but we don't want to do it alone we want your help so if you want, if you can send us your favorite tracks your least favorite tracks your thoughts on specific tracks favorite music from tracks favorite little background detail you noticed we want to take all of this um, and use it in our final definitive rankings. Yes. Um, and well, well, your individual rankings are helpful. Um, if you have observations about your favorite or least favorite tracks, or just just like shed some light on a handful of tracks, um, we're going to go through them one by one. We are going to know the tracks inside and out. 
to the best of our ability. But if there's like a funny looking shy guy doing something weird, you you better tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, we want to know about that. We want to know about that. And so let us know by August 19th, which is at this point coming up very quickly. Very quickly. Um, so get those in, let us know, and uh, we'll be talking about that at the end of the month. Right. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail All right, Mark, let's get into what we have been playing this week. So I'd say uh, principally, primarily, mostly, we have been playing Live Alive. Um, I finished Live Alive, got to the end, got past what I thought was one end to another end, and played all the way through to making the credits roll for like the 10th time. (laughs) (laughs) And I have played to that first end. Yes. And then am in that second end right now. We're being really (laughs) cagey because, you know, like the game kind of opens up and reveals itself a little bit uh, once you fish finish the initial seven chapters that are available to you. And I, I feel like it does so in, in a beautiful way that I want people who are interested in this game to experience. Um, uh, I just, you know, kind of briefly, I, I will give this a, like one of my strongest possible recommendations. I really, really like this game. Um, and it is uh, the, the kind of, like lost RPG experience that makes me go, I should go back and find all the like super NES era RPGs that I didn't play and just play them. Cause like there's going to be, there's going to be another like nugget of gold in here that even if it doesn't live up to the highs of live alive for me, it'll there's, there's fun out there to be had. Yeah. And there are so many like our RPGs of that era that I have never experienced or played. We're going to be talking about one of them in just a little bit. Yeah. I, so I really, I, I will go, I am going to finish live alive. Um, but I really liked it too. I think that there are elements, like there are times where I did not enjoy myself playing it, but because each like section is discreet and, um, you can finish it, within a couple of hours for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to like overlook the elements that I thought were like weaker in a specific chapter and just kind of in like as an overall experience, I really, really enjoyed it. And it's something that is very unique. I think on last week's show, when I had only finished a couple of chapters, I said that even if you don't like RPGs, like I think the game is still worth experiencing. And while I think that is true, um, in other chapters that I hadn't experienced yet, the RPG elements are a lot stronger. And like yeah. as and as the game kind of comes to a conclusion, those RPG elements, specifically like the need for combat and for like thinking about combat and strategizing and stuff, uh, they do play much more heavily into yeah. the, the experience in a way that they don't really earlier in the game. Yeah, and you know, if you picked if you did some of these chapters earlier, then maybe you would hit those elements like immediately. Um there's a few chapters in the begin in like the beginning of the game that if you started with it, you'd be like, "Oh, this is a full-on RPG." Right, but then like then you would get slowed down by something like modern day right. or the distant future and be like, "Okay, so no, maybe it's just like a weird like grab bag of things." Uh, and I I think what's beautiful about Live Alive is that it is both um and it somehow marries it all together um in a way that just feels very satisfying and and moving to me. Um I didn't cry at the end of this game, but it did elicit like 
uh, a verbal reaction, an involuntary verbal reaction from me, um, one specific moment that happened, um, which I talk about uh, on Mark, Mark and I went on the Geekverse side quest po- uh, podcast um, hosted by Dylan Muss, uh, who had us on to talk about Live Alive. Um, so we go in super deep, talk about each of the chapters one at a time until we've talked about all of them, including the end game and the end of the game. So if you would like to hear our extended thoughts on that, check out the Geekverse side quest podcast. Yeah, I think that episode is dropping today. Dropping and today. Thank yeah. you to Dylan for having us on because that was it was a lot of fun to go into like very deep detail yes, on our thoughts yes. on this game. And does that mean that we're done talking about it on this show? Um, maybe not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe not. I still have to finish it. Right. Like, finish it, finish it. So um, I'm sure we'll probably talk about it at least one more time. At least one more time. In the future. That's also- the NCS promise. <laughs> also last week, uh, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 2 tracks were released. Wave 2! And uh, I have to say, Patrick, for me, I enjoyed wave two more than i liked wave one i thought wave one was fine but other than ninja hideaway it didn't really leave much of an impact on me but there were multiple tracks in wave two that i thought were like awesome yeah i mean i from the from the way the uh mario kart tour tracks were present uh, outside of ninja hideaway the, the two city ones which i thought were like fun and, and cute the uh, paris and uh tokyo um i didn't think they were like great tracks i think it's neat that they're like transformative with every lap and whatever um but just overall not the best experiences um with new york minute and uh sydney sprint um i'm totally turned around on the subject now where i'm like oh the tour tracks are actually great um i i think both of these cups are outstanding like i i think they're just both really really good yeah and i was really ex- happy to see that cuz calamari desert is a track that looms large in my mind from my childhood and i was really happy to see that it was like polished up it wasn't just a faithful recreation of calamari desert but in hd you know they change it so you now drive on the train tracks and it's a little different from lap to lap and yeah i thought that i liked that a lot and i am hopeful that we see more of that in future waves because i felt like in wave one when they presented what was it like chaco mountain yeah it was just like oh yeah this is chaco mountain and it is not as it's fun not as I remember it being. any different, yeah. really. Yeah, it's it's like exactly the same. Um, yeah, I and you know there there are also some like other old favorites in here that um like warmed my heart to see them again. Uh, Mushroom Gorge from the Wii version and Waluigi Pinball Man. I I love Waluigi Pinball. That's that's one of those tracks where like the first time you played it on Mario Kart DS, it like expanded the definition of what a Mario Kart track could be. Cause it starts with that like launcher where like you are launched up to the top of the pinball machine. And then like there are, you know, giant metal balls rolling around and flippers and you know, you're up on these ramps and stuff. It's just so cool. And I'm so glad it's back. It was also fun to have Waluigi pinball back because I haven't played Mario Kart DS since the DS era. Yeah, totally. You know, and so to have some of those throwback tracks Ooh, back. You think we're going to been... get that uh, uh, that Luigi's Mansion one from Mario Kart DS where the trees like are walking back and forth? Do you remember this one? Oh, now that you're saying it, I do. I did not. I totally forgot about that one. There's another one. Is it like Peach's 
like castle's garden or something like that where you're outside the grounds yes of castle. like that's and there are like one. little little uh like flower beds. flower beds that's another one yeah that, like i would love to see come back in the future man i love this i love remembering mario Kart <laughs> yeah tracks. i mean there's even like uh i mean i think maybe the episode that will eventually end ncs is we rank every mario kart track from in all the games there will be some day where we rank all of the levels in every mario game <laughs> all against each other but uh, even seeing some of these uh, GBA levels that I played the GBA game and don't really remember liking it that much. Um, so it is fun to see them come back and me be like, oh, I guess these are these are these can be pretty fun. I will say, though, any of the Super Nintendo tracks, they all just run together in my mind. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will agree. Uh, but Mario Circuit 3 has a fun little shortcut at the end of it that I like when when we when Sarah and I started playing it um I was like oh this has that little thing where there's like the cutout in like the little S turn um and like I took the shortcut on my first time through the lap because I remembered it um from the Super Nintendo version uh so it stands out a little bit for me just and, uh, just mark just a little bit and then of course there's Sky High Sunday which mm-hmm. is the new track new! which I think is great mm-hmm. Um, have lots of elem- lots of. It just seems like it'd be so chaotic. I haven't played it in multiplayer yet, but oh, it you just gotta. seems like it would be a lot of fun. Um, Sarah and I did encounter it playing online last night. Um, and you know, whenever you play online, it's it's very chaotic because um, you're playing with a bunch of people who are you know actually good at Mario Kart, which the vast majority of the computer players are not. Um, which means that like everyone is getting good items um, at some point in the race or other, and everyone can take first place at any time, right? Like that's just, that's a baseline. Uh, and then to do that in Sky High Sunday, it's just madness. And it's the most beautiful kind of madness. So we've had Ninja Hideaway, we've had Sky High Sunday. Um, I guess Ninja Hideaway wasn't a new track. It had been in tour before, but uh, I like that there's a potential for these like new tracks in the future which i didn't realize was a possibility yeah yeah well i mean and that's that that's amazing and there's also it's just like it fills the category of from mario kart tour or from mario kart tour eventually while not being modeled after uh, a city in in the world i i did see that there is some um like data mining uh going around with like people predicting from uh like the file names for music tracks um i wouldn't trust any of that to to be finalized um uh, and especially like what's coming out in what uh cup that seems like way premature to me um but uh yeah i'm i'm hopeful that there's a lot of room for like new stuff or heavily tweaked stuff even if it's just like the the calamari desert thing of like an old track sort of reimagined and represented i think that's incredibly cool yeah same and then Tetris 99, we've uh, uh, we've been participating in the ongoing Tetris Maximus Cup where you ha- can make up um, and get some of the old themes that you missed. I'm ashamed to say. Mark. I'm ashamed to Mark. say. Mark. There was one theme that I did not have, and it was the Mario Golf Super Rush. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's Sunday. Sunday, Mark, I played Tetris, gotta 90. play Tetris 99. I only 99. had to get it for 10 points. I didn't do it. Oh, no. And I know. So I blew my I blew my opportunity. I felt like Nintendo did this Tetris 99 just Maximus Cup just for me, just so I could get that Mario Golf Super Rush. 
Uh, it's a cool theme. I earned oh, it yesterday. Man, like <laughs> and, a dagger. And now I'm rubbing it in. <laughs> um, I have not done, uh, we're recording this on Monday. Um, I have not done Mondays yet, um, but I still have a couple hours while it's still active. I assume it's still active until midnight. Pacific time. Pacific I th- time? Okay. I, I think that's true. Woo! Because, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever it is, if I haven't earned it, I want to earn it. Um, love Tetris 99. Uh, all right. So that's what we've been playing this last week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. So not a ton coming out this week, but the one I want to shout out, and I have to, I'm just saying this in advance. I think I am falling victim to the hype cycle because, uh, I still don't know a ton about this game, but I've just seen that Nintendo has been posting, uh, trailers on their official channel. So that's the one that is on my mind and uh, that I'm going to shout out. And that is on Thursday, August 11th. Cult of the Lamb is released on the Switch eShop. Um, Mark, are you, you, you say you're, you're falling victim to the hype. Do you think this is something you're going to check out? I, I, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, I'm just aware of it because it's like, <laughs> it's getting, uh, compared to some of the other well, games what are we that are coming do about out this, this week. You're too aware of this thing, I, Mark. How do we make you unaware <laughs> of something? Uh, it's a roguelike action adventure game that was released or not released. That was revealed at an indie world show. The, I guess the last indie world mm-hmm. showcase, um, it's your it centers around a possessed lamb who you have to form a cult to appease this uh god who saved your character's life and uh it's uh uh did i say roguelike action adventure already yeah, you did. with um uh randomly generated dungeons uh i don't know it's uh, again i just know that it exists so <laughs> the, the, the the marketing cycle worked on me uh, well, very good. I, it helps the marketing cycle that we are, in fact, a, a, a willing participant in that cycle in that we watch the 45-minute-long commercial about the new Nintendo games coming out and then talk about them for 45 yeah, minutes. I, that's right. I feel like uh, when – you know how in school they're like, oh, to retain information, you know, you like – T- uh, either like take that information in then you read then you write it down and that helps and like in doing this podcast we do all of those steps we like yes. take in the information we write down the information then when we discuss the information right and so we actually learn we should be doing this show with something that matters <laughs> <laughs> um because uh should we should we just shout out a couple of other titles that are coming out this week just yeah randomly? let's do it yeah um, you go and then i'll go we'll go back and forth okay uh today two point campus is really Released on Switch uh, on Friday, Super Bullet Break comes out, and then on uh, the on Wednesday, Book Quest, <laughs> uh, and on Thursday, the eleventh, Cat Slide Tiles comes out. Uh, truly, an exciting week for for new games on the Switch. All right, Mark, let's close this out. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for four thirty three. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, I was doing that with my eyes closed. I was impressed, yeah. Um, And I I panicked and opened my eyes, uh, but didn't look down at the copy. (laughs) Just knowing it was there was Just, all you needed. That's, that, that, that's true. Okay, so for 433 this week, um, 
Uh, my husband and I, back when Disneyland was like reopening from COVID, we bought these tickets to go that we never used. We mm. didn't end up going, and but they expire at, in the beginning of uh, 2023. So we're trying to figure out when we're going to go. So yeah. had a little Disneyland on the brain. So for uh, this 433, I thought that we could rank the rides at Disney's California Adventure, which is the second theme park at Disneyland. Yes. Uh, and so uh, let's run down the list of them. And as we say, so are you confident that you know all of these rides? I am confident that I know all of them. I have not been on all of them. I have not experienced I see, all of them. I see. I uh, see. I am not confident that I even know all of them. Okay. So as we go through them, uh, I'm just going to acknowledge which ones I know and which ones I don't know. Yeah. I, I think with uh, the number of rides, maybe let's, uh, we can just like thumbs up, thumbs down them real quick. Okay. To great. get a sense of where they'll be on the list. Okay. Um, well, and if I don't know them, what is that? Uh, I, we'll figure it out. Thumbs neutral. <laughs> thumbs neutral. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the red car trolley, it's like a little... Uh, it's a little Already sh- explaining yeah, it to li- me. <laughs> it's a little trolley car that starts in like that Buena Vista Street. So you know how LA used to have yeah. red car trolley. It's yeah. basically one of those that goes around well, and it's a to Roger the Hollywood Rabbit section. Reference. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, then I'm going to say thumbs up on Okay, it. all right. Thumbs up. Uh, Mike, Monsters, Inc., My Consoli to the Rescue, a little like kids Th- dark neutral. ride. Thumbs <laughs> neutral, I don't know. <laughs> okay, a little... It's like, uh, yeah, a little kids dark ride. Mm-hmm. It's like Peter Pan, but with yes, uh, monsters. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Grizzly River Run, the uh, raft ride. Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yep. Don't love getting wet, but still, in general, thumbs up experience. You can be on that ride and not get that wet. <laughs> but it's random. It's totally random. Uh, soaring around the world. Yeah, thumbs up. Uh-huh. Right? Soaring California, I, I prefer. California's better. You don't have like the uh, leaning tower of Eiffel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks to the curved screen that some for some reason is really bad in world. Um, Goofy Sky School. I don't know what Goofy Sky School is. It's like a, a little wild mouse coaster over in the um, Paradise Pier area. Oh, okay. Uh, thumb, thumbs neutral for okay, me. Okay, silly. That sounded like applause, but, but it it's wasn't. Not. It's, it's just people, people applauding prematurely. I, I, uh, silly Symphony Swings. Um, it's just a swing ride a swing in the Paradise Pier area. I've never been on it, but I love swing rides. Yeah, so we'll say thumbs up. Jumping Jellyfish, again, right across from Goofy Sky School. It's just a, I would say it's a kid's ride where it just, like, lifts you up and then And I you say down. thumbs down. Oh, oh wow, okay. Uh, Golden Zephyr, Zephyr, another one that's uh, right next to it. Have you, I been on any of these rides? <laughs> I don't know that you, it doesn't run that often, because if it's, like, even the tiniest bit of wind, mm. it won't run. But it's, uh, like, an old fair ride that basically just, like, it's like a swings ride, except the uh, cars fit like five or six people. Okay, okay. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Oh, thumbs down it uh-huh. is. Uh, the Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, even though it ends abruptly. <laughs> it does end abruptly. Um, Radiator Springs Racers. Big thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, this is a one, good this one. This is one of the best rides mm-hmm. at both parks. Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. What's that? You sit in a, uh, it's, you sit in a car. And it's trackless. Like a car's car? Uh, a car's car. Okay. And they, like, dance around. Oh, oh thumbs about neutral. We didn't even make it through at, the list. At, uh, at Halloween time, it becomes, like, um, Luigi's, like, honking Halloween. And they have Halloween-themed songs. It's pretty cute. I mean, I love uh, Radiator Springs at uh, the Halloween time that, like, everything is Halloweened out. It's very cute. And also just, like, walking. I don't really even care for the Cars movies. No. Um, but that, that land is uh, incredibly well-conceptual and feels separate from the rest of the park where like you're the spell is complete mm-hmm. it's i think as effective as galaxy's edge totally um we didn't get anywhere near through that <laughs> we but we were accompanied today by the ebu your radio orchestra and an audience that wanted to applaud too early mark let's get into the news
Tomorrow at 6 a.m. Pacific time, Nintendo is broadcasting a Splatoon 3 Direct. It's going to be about 30 minutes long, presumably blow out the game. I would hope so, yeah. Early next month. We'll be talking about it Thursday. Yeah. Um, Mark, I don't know about you, but the September release of Splatoon 3 snuck up on me. Yeah. I was seeing September as like, well, that's a ways away. That's after summer. We're still like in the midst of summer. No. We're almost there. Yeah. It's just are, a couple weeks away. We're practically there. I, you know, I loved my time with Splatoon 2. I've kind of like, I have fallen off of it for a few years now. Kind of when they ended Splatfest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to Splatoon 3. I'm really looking forward to an excuse to get into another Splatoon game. But I am hoping that this uh, Direct will illuminate what makes it different for Splatoon totally, 2. Totally, yeah. yeah. Do you think they need to do something like big to make it different? Or do you think just... Like making it the new Splatoon is enough. I feel like they need to do something big. I kind I, of yeah. Like otherwise, I don't know how you justify it. That's what I think. That's a good point. It just feels like they need to like almost justify the existence of Splatoon three. Yeah. And um, I'm so happy that Salmon Run is back, but I hope that doesn't mean like I hope that means that we are still getting another yet to be revealed game type. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and like, you know, I, th- I think about like why they have uh, Salmon Run as like a, a limited time, you know, option thing that you can't always do it. And I wonder if some of that was to not split the the player base, right? Where it's like they wouldn't have enough people to occupy the um, the Splatfests, or not Splatfests, the Turf Wars. Um, and, you know, just the more game modes that are in there, the more people you need to occupy um, those player slots uh, and that like that was a concern coming off of Splatoon on the Wii U just because the Wii U had such a small install base and like they don't know what the install base of the new Switch is going to be and I mean they know the ceiling of it and that's pretty low at the beginning um, but we're almost six years into the the Switch's life cycle um, there are hundreds of millions of these things over 100 million of these things out in the wild um, so like the potential audience for audience player base for Splatoon 3 is huge. Yeah. Uh, in a way that was not the case for Splatoon 2 or sp- definitely not for Splatoon 1. So, yeah, let's get some more game modes is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I- I'm excited to talk about this on Thursday. I'm excited to see what they have in store for us. Um, Do you have any last-minute predictions? What are we going to see? What are they going to show us? What? Are- what? What? Predict something. I, I I'm really just hoping for like another game mode, and uh, I I guess I don't really know what they could do with single player that would make it more of like a thing because yeah. Splatoon Two had like a meaty single player mode, but it almost just felt like an obstacle course in a lot of ways. Which is what the the first one was too. Yeah, it, it would be interesting if they could somehow like contextualize it to the world of Splatoon Two. Um, or it's Splatoon 3, I guess. Um, or if there was like a single player, like open world kind of thing. To right, explain. like yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's still always primarily going to be a uh, multiplayer experience, right? And do you think we're going to get new idols? We we should. We I should know. get new so, pop so idols. I, so I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what that is as well. Um, I, I voiced this prediction in our Discord today. Uh, but I think a, a global test fire. At some point, uh, either oh, this, totally. this weekend or, or next week. Yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. They're running out of time. They are. And it makes sense for them to have one before that. Yeah. Nintendo released their most recent quarterly financial results for the quarter ending June 30th, 2022. And we got an update of the total number of Switches sold 
this uh, Nintendo Switch has now sold 111.08 million worldwide. That's a lot. It's which, a lot of Switches worldwide. So next up, it is going to be t- taking down the PlayStation 4, which right now has 117.2 million. And the Game Boy and slash Game Boy Color, which Nintendo combines for some reason, is right behind with 118.69 million. So possibly by the end of this fiscal year, which goes through the end of March 2023, the Nintendo Switch will be the like second best selling console of our all time wait does that mean it's only the the Ninten- playstation 2 oh so maybe it? it's the third because the nintendo ds is ahead of it as well mm, i see yeah no the the uh the playstation 2 is like the the far and away best-selling uh system of of all time uh because it was a dvd player in That's a time right. when that was not a super common thing um and i suppose uh, it is now again not a super common thing where would you buy a dvd player probably best buy probably best buy um, how much do you think a, a DVD player would cost you right now? I'm going to guess $49. That seems like a lot. Really? Doesn't it? I guess so. You think you can get one for 20 bucks? No way it's under 20 N- You're right. There's no way it could be under 20 Maybe 30 Maybe 30 is the high end. Mm-hmm. Did you say $39.99 before I- or $49.99? I- I'm going to be completely honest. I said it like 30 seconds ago, but I can't remember. No, then there's no way to check. <laughs> uh, in the last quarter, digital sales accounted for 53% of total software sales. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. And if that's happening on Nintendo, think of what it is on like an Xbox or PlayStation at this it's point. It's got to be near complete. Yeah. It's uh, also just um, like fascinating to consider whenever Nintendo puts out sales numbers, they are not... Or no, whenever NPD shows uh, sales numbers for Nintendo games, they are not including digital. Right. Um, so whatever you see, I mean, are, is this to imply that all those numbers should be double? Yeah. I mean, in a lot of instances, although I don't know. I guess they would be offset by games that are only available exactly. digitally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But still, that's uh, kind of amazing growth. Yeah. Um, Mario Strikers Battle League sold 1.91 million copies, which makes it the best launch for a Mario sports game ever. Nintendo Switch Sports has sold almost 5 million copies, um, 4.84 million. And again, this is the end of June, so these games have continued to sell since then. That is crazy to me. The Nintendo Switch Sports has quietly sold, I feel like it's quietly, almost 5 million copies. Yeah, yeah, which is a, a huge number that, like... Yeah, yeah, it's just an an enormous number, and it's it's crazy that like, you know, everyone like acknowledges that the game is like good and fun and like whatever, but it's what it's just not an exciting product, right? Right. Um, it's it's a good product, it's a quality product, but like, it's just surprising that it would sell five million copies. And I yeah, it just continues to just like chug along. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land has sold four point eight three million. And so making it the second. Just less than Nintendo Switch Sports. Just less than Nintendo Switch Sports, but it is the second best-selling Kirby game ever. And uh, as of the end of June, only 500,000 copies away from being the best-selling of all time. So um, inevitable that it gets there. Yeah. And all of this is really just demonstrating the power uh, of the Switch, um, both being so many of them, that there are so many of them out in, in the wild in people's homes, but that people buy games for it. Um, I, that's the notable difference between it and the Wii. Right? Yeah. Yes. Especially like where the switch is at its totally, life right yes. now, you know, like six years, um, compared to what was happening with the Wii at that point. I think that, uh, 
I, I also think it just just speaks to like the quality uh, that Nintendo has been yeah. like able mm-hmm. to consistently put out. Um, last week, Japanese financial newspaper Nikkei reported that Nintendo doesn't plan to release any new hardware in fiscal year 2023, meaning now through the end of March 2023. They dropped this in an interview with uh, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa, but it's unclear if this is something that comes from Furukawa or from Nikkei's own reporting. Yeah, and also, like, there's no such thing as Nintendo saying, we aren't putting out new hardware. Right. Like, yeah. that, that doesn't mean anything. That just means they haven't announced anything yet. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, what what what, what do you make of this, Mark? Do you think it means that uh, either the Bomberman theory is wrong, <laughs> which I don't know that I'm prepared to believe, or that Bomberman <laughs> is going to come out in, like, April or something? Yeah, um... I yeah I, I don't think I'm willing to believe yet that the Bomberman theory is wrong. The Bomberman theory, of course, states that when Nintendo is actively publicizing a upcoming Bomberman game, it is only because uh, it is releasing as a launch game for a, a new piece of hardware. Um, and we saw Super Bomberman R two uh, in the most recent Nintendo Direct or what partner showcase. Uh huh. Yeah. I uh, but yeah, 2023 makes a ton of sense to me that that's when they would release new hardware like after after march yeah yeah like so maybe in the fall or something but i guess we'll see i don't really know i mean they're on the one hand you still have some heavy hitters for switch like breath of the wild 2 Mm -hmm. you know that we they told us it was released in spring but no real reason to believe them uh (laughs) you know so like i could totally see that getting delayed and being like a cross generation launch title similar to how the original breath of the wild was yeah i mean it's it is fascinating because like i don't think they want to put out a breath of the wild 2 that doesn't look good right that doesn't play well yeah um and you know the original breath of the wild uh a beautiful wonderful game but like chugs a little bit against the the switch hardware um, and maybe they've gotten better at developing for it or whatever. Um, but like, I think it needs to be better than the first one, right? Or at least superficially. I think the expectations are so high, but yeah. but I don't know that like, I I cannot imagine that this, this sequel is going to sell as well as the first game. Right. Because I just don't think it'll have like um, the impact that's hard to do right to replicate that kind of like yeah or you know that moment yeah of course like zelda plus is launching on the new hardware and like so many people have bought the first game um it's possible that the second game like outsells it over time but i just i just find it like i don't think that can be the expectation for breath of the wild 2 right well and like we know so little about the game uh, you know, even though we've like seen uh, all the the what two trailers uh-huh. uh, where like there are all these clues to divine from it, um, but like what the actual like values and priorities of the game are, how much it makes you explore what you're exploring, how you're exploring it, uh, that's all up in the air, and we are projecting a lot of what we expect because we played the original yeah. onto this game, and like you know, uh ocarina of time and majora's mask it's the same you know you can look at it and be like oh yeah those are the same from like if you just had tiny little clips of them you'd say yes those are the same game and the same engine but in reality the priorities of the games the values of the games are totally different um and i'm so excited to get more clarity 
on what the values and priorities of Breath of the Wild 2 are. Absolutely. So I guess all of this is to say... We I don't know anything. I, yeah, I totally believe that there is not going to be any new hardware until, uh, you know, in this current fiscal year. Um, maybe that means that, since I truly believe that now, that I should go ahead and buy an OLED model, because I've kind of been, like, holding oh. off on it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, Sarah is traveling this week, uh, and I'm staying home. Uh, and I was like, "Do you want to take the switch with you?" Hoping that she would say no. Um, <laughs> and she said, "She said no. You, you know, you can keep it here." And I was like, "I should just get another switch so I can be like, this one's yours now. You take it and play Mario Kart <laughs> on it. It's fine." This last, you know, previously we had talked about like when we were traveling and bringing our switches with us, we were like treating it like careful babies. Um, I knew that I had turned a corner when I was traveling just a couple of weeks ago and I just threw it in my backpack <laughs> because I, because I was like, uh, I was already packing like uh, so much other stuff in there that I was just like, I, I don't want to have the bulky case and I'm going to have to go to airport security and like zip it out and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I was just like, whatever. And I also, that was the turning point where I was like, all right, I don't care about this specific hardware that much anymore. So maybe <laughs> it is time uh, for me to get a new baby. Um, I have always left my Switch in my carry-on when I put it through security at the airport. And only one time did I have to like take it out and go back through. <laughs> only one time which means there's like 19 times that it was fine without incident there is one uh machine this is a total sidebar there is one machine at the burbank airport mm -hmm. that um does not require you to take anything out what? of your bag and that even if the line is long for that machine i'm tell my husband i'm like like that is that's, that's our machine that's our machine like we're waiting in that line because i don't want to take my stuff out of my bag um that's very funny yeah i don't want to take stuff out of my bag either twitter account at new underscore cheats underscore news has discovered secret codes in super punch out on the super nintendo um that have never been known before that do really cool things so one code allows you to select any fighter any character to fight in a single free match okay and then if you're in that mode there is a second code that allows a second player to control that like computer fighter. So basically, what? it turns the game into a multiplayer game, one-on-one -on -one match. This feels like playground nonsense. Is this real? This is real. On your, uh, if you have a SNES Classic Edition, you can do this now. Um, so at the title screen, press Y and R on controller two then start or the A button on controller one. And this takes you to a screen where you can see uh, like you versus a grid of every fighter that is available in the game. Okay. And you are able to choose from that. And then once you select a fighter at that fighter info screen, if you press Y and B on controller two, and then again, start or A on controller one, uh, us, that means this, that engages like the second player being able to play as that Whoa. fighter. It, that It's so crazy that this has been in here all this time uh i guess somebody uh like a follower of this twitter account had asked them to go looking for like a code or something specific in the game and in doing that they came across this just like other maybe like uh at one time intended mode that got cut or who knows or maybe I it was a debug thing 
Well, but like it's so easy to access it. Like yeah. it's it's unlikely that you would hold uh, R and B or uh, Y and R on uh, the second player controller and then press uh, A on the first player controller. But like it's not a complicated series of inputs. No. And huh. it works like it's not like it like is buggy or or at least that people have seen so far. So yeah, I that it's awesome that it exists. It's awesome that it's been found after all this time. Uh, and th- I think the most awesome is that it is something that a- anyone can access now if you have a, a Switch and Nintendo Switch Online because N- Super Punch Out is in- included in that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I haven't I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it on the the Switch. You know, I said that, and then I had to like stop and think like. Is Super Punch Out part of the Super NES? Because <laughs> it, it, it is part of the uh, uh, Super NES Classic Edition. I'm going to look it up. Mark, you read the next story. Okay, okay. Um, a live action Pac Man movie is in the works. Sorry, I had to really gather myself uh, to say these words. Uh, a live action Pac Man movie is in the works from Bandai Namco and Wayfair Studios. Who do you think is going to play Pac Man? Here's. The thing. Oh, so it's from an idea by Chuck Williams, who is a producer on the, the Sonic the Hedgehog films, which of course have been enormously successful. Yes. Um, they keep they call this a live action Pac Man movie, which um, uh, I hope that means that Pac Man is played by a real person in like a Jabba the Hutt so. type. Uh, I hope they reanimate James Gandolfini <laughs> so he can <laughs> so he can play the role of Pac Man because I think it would be very funny mm-hmm. if um. Pac-Man is human. Yeah. In this movie, um, do you remember on uh, 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 Thirty Rock? There's uh, a joke about the guy who played Pac-Man died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what? What if it's uh, what if it's Tracy Jordan? <laughs> Wait, Tracy. What's his real name? Morgan. Think, yeah. 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 I I just think it'd be uh, it'd just be really funny if uh, Pac-Man like the story is you know he's like a Ghostbuster, um. <laughs> He's picking up. Wait, like, are you saying it's like a crossover reason? with with the new Ghostbusters movies? <laughs> Do you know what? Yes, that yes. is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, good. But no, he has to like go into some like house that's like a maze, and it's Tracy Morgan. I mean, I would watch that. It's basically a remake of Thirteen Ghosts, but it's <laughs> Tracy Morgan as Pac Man, and the ghosts instead of thirteen of them, there's only four. I can't remember if canonically I have seen in this show. <laughs> I have seen 13 Ghosts because I think we took a break right. during one episode for That's me right. to go watch it. That's right. We did. So, yeah. you, ha- so you have course, seen it. Yes, yes. 13 Ghosts. Um, Super Punch-Out is on the Super Nintendo Switch okay, Online. Okay, perfect. Yes. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that this is probably like live-action world, animated Pac-Man. Right. James Marsden is there. Uh-huh. He's yeah. a cop. Uh, What does this do for you? Does this... Is there any... Like... We haven't seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I haven't, yeah. uh, we we saw um, Detective Pikachu together. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, very similar thing. Uh, a very similar kind of thing, uh, but also feels like different. Uh, and maybe that's just my own like. Maybe because like there in that movie you're in like a world where there's lots of Pokemon, right? Right, and that's just like the state of the world. Because I feel like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, maybe he like comes from another universe. I haven't. He seen does. It. He okay. does come from another universe. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and like. But like even that kind of makes sense to me. The trying to square Pac-Man existing in like a normal human reality, it breaks my brain a little bit. <laughs> I'm. You Is know, it like an ET like movie where like? Oh, it, that could be fun. Pac-Man visits. Uh-huh. Uh You know, like he. Uh, Pac-Man phone home. Pac-Man phone home. There we go. It's not a terrible idea. 
Uh, last week, SNK surprise dropped Mega Man Battle and Fighters on Switch. Originally debuting in 2000 on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, Battle, uh, Mega Man Battle and Fighters features portable versions of the arcade fighting games Mega Man The Power Battle and Mega Man 2 The Power Fighters. Patrick, are you familiar with these? Sort of. I'm familiar with the arcade games. I mentioned them actually a couple weeks ago when uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium Second. That's what I thought. Yes. So that's why I was confused that this was like a separate discrete thing because it's the portable portable version. Because it's of the those. Neo Geo portable okay, version yeah. of these. Again, the, the Neo Geo Pocket is such a weird little machine. Um, it has such a limited color palette, um, but like a hilariously like. Um, I don't know, it, it's all it's all very like soft colors uh, and it's very like the, the aesthetic is something very specific and uh you know every like I love that Pocket Fighters game that was aping that style um I really like the SNK versus Capcom that was uh, available for um uh for Neo Geo Pocket uh and it, it, you know it all plays in that very limited color palette and is fun and cute and all of that which this when applied to these Mega Man uh, Power Battles games or Power Fighters or whatever, however it's translated for this specific release, um, it looks too much like the original Mega Man to me. Uh, I want it to look like the sort of arcade glow up of mm-hmm. those sprites. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still think that the better buy here is getting it as part of the Capcom Arcade Stadium second. Um, but... You know, this is two games uh, in, in this collection for, the, you know, like seven bucks or something like that. Um, so this is cool. And I did freak out for a second when I was like, oh, my God, these games. Uh, but, oh, it's just the Neo Geo Pocket versions of them. So they have never released, Capcom has never re-released the Game Boy versions of, like, the Mega Man games. Is that right? I think the Game Boy Mega Man games are available on the uh, 3DS eShop. Oh. I think so. Another thing that's, like, Going away. Going away, soon. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know why they don't collect them in uh, a Mega Man Game Boy Legacy collection. They should. Yeah, I, I just, I guess, like, you had mentioned that the arcade versions were coming out, but I like that the, even though I don't think I'll ever play them, I like that this version, that this, like, handheld version is out and exists, and I wish Capcom would do the same thing, like, make those Game Boy versions easily accessible. Because, sure, maybe they're lesser versions yeah. of um the original Mega Man games, but it'd be it just it's just cool that they exist. I mean, what what I think is that that is very cool. Um, I think it's also just impossibly cool that there's someone out there uh, working so hard to port Neo Geo Pocket games to the Switch, where it's like, yes, thank you, we are saving. This. What a weird little platform that most people don't have like any experience totally. with. And when one of them comes up, that's like noteworthy. You and I have to be like, is this real? What is this? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it's just beautiful, and I'm I'm so glad that. It makes me want to dig deeper into the Neo Geo Pocket library, see what else there is there that I probably would really enjoy playing. We talked about the new tracks that came to the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 2. <laughs> um, but in that update to the game, there were also some change, other changes that Nintendo made. So they doubled the number of time trial ghosts you can download from 16 to 32. The Shy Guys in the Wii Coconut Mall level now drive around instead of staying in one place like they did when, um, which is what they did originally in the Wii. They yes. like drove back and forth to try to like um, block you. But the uh, when the Coconut Mall was first released as part of Booster Course Pass Wave 1, 
they didn't move at all. Right. So and they went back and updated that. And that that fix is sort of like the most like obvious uh, of, of the changes that they made here. And I think um, is noticeable because um, the Wii Coconut Mall is part of like the newer tracks. So I think there was a lot of scrutiny on that, people noticing it uh, sort of independently. Um, and I don't know how many people would have noticed or cared about the, the time trial ghosts. Um, but uh, so it's, it's, it's those two are sort of like the big things. And then there are a bunch of li- little tweaks, right? Um, they adjusted how far vehicles fly when they hit, when they're hit, depending on their weight. They had shortened the time for an item box box to respawn after a driver collects it. They shortened the time between when you lose a coin and another player is able to collect that coin from you. Um, they uh, fixed a, a quirk of the smart steering that makes it difficult to point straight forward in the air. Um, which you know is like the preferred path, but or that's the fastest way to go. But the preferred path it would be like to start to turn with it, so that's why smart steering does that. And then there are other little bug fixes, other little bug fixes, um, all of which is to say they're patching this game. Yeah, interesting to make those these tweaks after all this time. After all this time, um, it's I, it's one thing if they're like, oh yeah, we were missing a feature in one of the tracks that we put out in the last pass, and we changed that. That I totally understand. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep, you're just continuing to service the new content. But that's not this at all. They're adding, they're retweaking, and they're adding features to the game. Yeah, they're like b- rebalancing it after almost the game being 10 years old, essentially. Yeah, yes. Which, of course, then has me asking, Mark, does that mean that we are, that our dreams of, Volume sliders. Oh, dare we? Dare we? Dare we hope? Dare we imagine other features that could come to Mario Kart 8 I mean, Deluxe? That would be so amazing. If just, I, I feel like it'd be the uh, the reveal of Sora as the final fighter <laughs> yes. in yes. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's like, our Sora. In, in the yes. last update at the end of 2023, Booster uh, Pass six. Wave yes. Six. If they uh, also just quietly added a. A volume slider that would be amazing just turn down the sound effects uh-huh. and those voices and i can just hear that awesome music after weeks of rumors and leaks square enix officially revealed tactics ogre reborn a remake of 2010's tactics ogre let us cling together which was released for the psp which itself is a remake of the super famicom sequel to ogre battle from 1995 <laughs> it's uh among tactical rpg royalty mm-hmm. and would had only been localized before as the psp remake so m- maintains a bit of mystery because not a ton of people have played it um but it's been officially revealed and surprisingly kind of because it wasn't part of the original speculation it's coming to switch uh it releases november 11th 2022 uh, Mark, this is in now in keeping with my resolution to go back and try all of these Super NES era RPGs that I missed out on because they never came here. Uh, this is it. I'm going to play Tactics Ogre Le- uh, Reborn when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a game I only know by reputation. Same. Um, but yeah, after Live Alive, I definitely have a lot more interest in checking out these kind of like new to me RPGs. Uh, and... Uh, like kind of cool to just see Square Enix like looping back around on uh, to the stuff finally that people have been asking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the fact that we got Chrono Cross, uh, the Radical Dreamers edition earlier this year, which I should go back to, by the way. Um, the fact that we got Live Live, um, 
what are they like? We're getting that Final Fantasy Seven. Yes, uh, Crisis Core Reborn. Re- yeah, something like that. Maybe it's Reborn. I think that's right. Um, all of that. Uh, it, it's cool that they're getting around to actually like surfacing these games again. When do you think we finally see like Final Fantasy Tactics? When do we finally see Chrono Trigger? When do we finally see those pixel editions? Yeah, the pixel remasters. Reunion. Reunion. Yeah, of Final course. Fan- Cri- Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. That's right. The Crisis Core comes before the Final <laughs> Fantasy. Let us never forget that. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is maybe just adjacent to Nintendo news, but it is Star Wars news. So um, and, and video game news. And I feel like it brings us back to a Nintendo point. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. The PlayStation. It's legit. It counts. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear any guff I, I about know. this not being. I I, I'm just about to say some words that make it seem like it's yes. not Nintendo related. Okay. All right. But all ignore right. those. I'll calm down. The PlayStation exclusive mm. Knights of the Old Republic remake from developer Aspire Media that was announced earlier this year or last year is reportedly on an indefinite hold following the departure, maybe firing, of two of the game's key directors, Brad Prince and Jason Miner. According to Bloomberg, a vertical slice of the game had uh, reportedly been well-received by both Lucasfilm and Sony as recently as June. Aspire leadership uh, determined that the project was not where it needed to be. Right. So they had a chunk of the game that looked good as recently as June, by the way, which not that long ago, right? Um, And it showed well to both Sony, who was going to be like the co-publisher of it uh, as as an exclusive, on the PlayStation 5, um, and Lucasfilm. Uh, and then leadership was like, nope, you guys spent all the money or all the resources on this vertical slice, or the rest of it just it doesn't look anything like this, or the vertical slice was so small and the rest of the game so big. It's unclear exactly what happened here. Interesting. Um, but that the leadership, like internally, it wasn't Lucasfilm and it wasn't Sony, and it wasn't like any of those partners being like, hey, uh, this is not looking good. It's going to look bad for us for this to come out. It was Aspire internally being like, we got we to gotta put this thing on ice. Interesting. So I, I, I only know Aspire from um, their publishing of the kind of like remasters of some of these old Lucasfilm games. And that's primarily what they've been for the last couple of years, right? Um, like they, they did the, the remaster of... Uh, <laughs> episode one racer. Episode one racer of uh, Star Wars Commando. Yep, Force Unleashed, uh, and all of those kind of games. Uh, Dark Dark Forces. Or no, the Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi Academy games. Yeah. yeah. Um. So a bunch of games, including the uh, 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 Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic Two, the Sith Lords, um, that uh, came out on on Switch. Um, just a little while ago, and they were going to be remake, like re, like a full ground up remake of um, the original Knights of the Old Republic. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. here here's that Nintendo connection. Um, Knights of the Old Republic Two, when it was released on Switch, had a game breaking bug in it at launch, but it has such been pat- since been patched. And then Knights of the Old Republic Two also has three different physical versions coming from limited run games: the standard, premium, and master edition, with a lot of fun extras if you're uh, into that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and the Knights of the Old Republic, 
uh, was definitely a game that I was because uh, they, they were announced within like days of each other, right? That the uh, the the Switch remaster and the uh, PlayStation Five remake, like li- I I believe it was in the same week. It was so they were right on top of each other, uh, and I remember saying like, "Oh, I've never played this game. I, I think it would be fun to get into it." Oh, but I'll wait for the uh, the PlayStation Five remake. Mark, I no longer believe that. <laughs> I think I should play Knights of the Old Republic. I know it's so hard because I I haven't played either of these, um, which is so crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um. I should I just play the second one? I think we should just play them both. I there's there's just no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no way it would take so much time, right? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, uh, it feels like uh, Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas thing for me, where I put I loved 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 Fallout Three, put so much time into that game, and when Fallout New Vegas came out, I was so excited for it, and I bought it, started up, and it was just like this is too much like Fallout Three. I cannot. Yes. Uh, like sink as much time into it as this one. So I've never played New Vegas, even though it has such a sterling reputation also from Obsidian, the developers of Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, so I, I I, I am paralyzed. That's why it was kind of nice that it was a PlayStation 5 exclusive where it's just like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. They made the choice for us. Yeah. Now we have to make the choice for ourselves. Paralyzed. Um, one of the uh, little pieces of information that we skipped over uh, in talking about the Knights of the Old Republic remake um, is that uh, Bloomberg's reporting suggests that uh, the developers, so the the original release date was going to be sometime in 2022, um, but the uh, developers close to the project think that a more realistic release date would be 2025, which if you recall, is my prediction for when the next version of the Switch comes out. No. <laughs> I refuse. Look, it's either the Bomberman theory <laughs> or 2025 arbitrarily. Finally, snack company Keebler is making <laughs> Mario Kart Fudge Stripes Rocky Road cookies. Wow. It's chocolate and almond flavored shortbread topped with a marshmallow flavored fudge drizzle. A marshmallow flavored fudge drizzle. There's a lot going on here. Okay. The center of the cookies have a star or lightning bolt design. Ooh. Um, here is another great moment in copywriting. Quote, for decades... Both Keebler and Nintendo have been at the center of countless family memories. Sure. This is from Keebler's Alicia Mosley. And through the Mario Kart Fudge Stripes Rocky Road cookies, we're hoping to, quote, power up the elfin magic that happens when families come together, end quote. Uh, I want to just linger on the adjective here, elfin magic. <laughs> it's not elven magic. They don't use the V like Tolkien would. No. Elfin magic. No, I, I am sure that there is like a... Uh, yeah, they're legally distinct. <laughs> <laughs> the Tolkien estate is quite litigious, of course. A strict... Uh, Keebler elf style guide, I am sure. <laughs> I, I mean, we obviously have to taste these. In the second age of man, <laughs> where were the Keebler elves? We we obviously have to taste oh, these. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. Um, so um, I'm, I'm about to be vulnerable to. here as I uh, waffle between saying the word aunt and the word aunt because I don't know which one is real in my mouth and which one I have made myself say to not sound like I'm trying to say the other. Um, my Aunt Barb, uh, used to work for Keebler, and she got us Keebler snacks like for free all the time. Oh my gosh! So, uh, you really did experience the elfin magic that happens when families come together. Yes, we got so many boxes of like discontinued Keebler products. 
because they just like had them. Not that there was anything wrong with them. They were just like done marketing and selling them. Right. Um, so like we had those, uh, the, do you remember Magic Middles? I don't. Okay. Magic Middles was like a, a regular size cookie um, that was just like a shortbread cookie with fudge on the inside of it. So it was like a, it was almost like a uh, peanut butter cup, except instead of chocolate, it was cookie. Instead of peanut butter, it was chocolate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> did, I, did I complicate <laughs> no, it? No, no, I'm there. <laughs> okay. Um, but so they they were the, they were called Magic Middles, and then they made mini Magic Middles, which were bite-sized versions of those that you would just go in and take a handful of, like they were Ritz Bits sandwiches, uh-huh. you know? Um, and then they made those, which also had chocolate chips on top. Wow. So we ate those things, these mini Magic Middles with chocolate chips. Man, all this, I was... Uh- Kind of making fun of uh, the the copy, you know, the quote from Keebler, but Keebler cookies played a large part in yeah. my childhood, and I have to, can only assume that I ate a lot of these products while playing Nintendo games in my parents' basement. Man, this is this is uh, this is too much for me. <laughs> do do we need to stop? <laughs> have we gone too far too fast? All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you please, <laughs> please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter or any old place where you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo, and our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, have an elfin good week, and thank you for listening.